All right, everybody, welcome into Sideline Spectator, episode 36. I'm your host, Jake Smith, along with my co-host, Sam Kell, and our third chair, Drake Downs. Welcome back, Drake. It's been, I don't know, 15, 20 episodes since you've been on, so welcome back. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, all that junk. Any new listeners here at Sideline Spectator, we don't look at you know spreadsheets. We don't just look at box scores. We watch the whole game. We digest it. And, you know, we, we use the eyeball test. We're, we're old school guys, but we also do talk about stats as long as, you know, it, it protrudes what, what we actually see. Because as we've said a million times, if you just look at stats, it would say that Kirk Cousins greater than Peyton Manning because of QBR. However, when you actually watch a stinking game, you would see that Kirk Cousins is... I don't know, just as good as Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy Garoppolo, boys, I'll say it, the dude stinks. He is, he's he's so stinking handsome, so I want him to be good so bad. You have to have some kind of flaw, right? You can't be that good looking and and that, and like a great quarterback. You know what I mean? I, it's got to be one or the other. So, I mean, I'd probably choose looks personally. They can get you a lot farther in life. Than just football. I mean, you know, because if you stink at football, right? If you stink at football and you're done playing, nobody cares about you anymore. However, if you're still good looking, dude, Jimmy, Jimmy could retire from the NFL right now and <laughs> and get a gig on like Saturday Night Live or something. You know what I mean? He'd be he'd be in a star sitcom or or a rom com. He'd be he'd be a good rom com guy, I feel like. But anyways. I digress. It's just what we do here at Sideline Spectator. We don't look at spreadsheets, and we talk about how handsome quarterbacks are. That's how we rate them. So, Sam, right off the right off the rip, let's go ahead and get this out there because Titans fans hate you. How do you think the Titans performed during their bye week this week? Uh, that's a worst opening week by by one seat in the history of the NFL. Easily. <laughs> I'm really actually conflicted this weekend because I would love to see the Titans uh, go out in flames. But it, that means Joe Burrow makes the AFC Championship for Justin Herbert. So I don't, I'm don't. i very conflicted on what I want this weekend. Uh, Nissan Stadium needs to implode, and that's the only way I can win out of this weekend. I'm purely, like I said, at AFC, it's, I can only pull for the Bills. I, that's, all, that's all I can. I, Everybody else, I can't. I refuse. I can't pull for him. I like Joe Burrow, but the media has made me hate him. But no, I, the Titans stink. The, Joe Burrow's probably gonna throw for three hundred this weekend. If they had played, if they had played the Bengals and the Bengals performed how they did against the Raiders, do you think, think the Titans would have came out and won that game? It would have been a good game. It would have been a good game. I don't think Tannehill's throwing for three hundred yards and Derek Carr threw for three hundred yards and no. And one pick, one pick. I think at the very at the very end. Yeah, I don't think Tannehill's better than Carr right now. Uh, now Derek Henry. That's saying something. As much as you hate Derek Carr, uh, I hate Derek Carr. He's a good man, but I hate Derek Carr. But Tannehill, I don't think they're gonna be able to. Run. Okay, we'll talk about this later. But Tannehill's not better than playing better than Derek Carr right now. He's just not. He's having the worst season of his career. So. Yeah, so I was listening to 104.5 this morning, and they were talking about how like they just constantly go on the disrespect that the Titans get, and the Titans do get a ton of disrespect and overlooked, and they're like, almost like you forget, this is a 12-5 and 5 team. 
their argument points were the Titans have gone out and throttled everybody that they shouldn't have. Now, the Chiefs absolutely blew them out. Bills came down, Josh Allen slipped or whatever. Uh, Rams absolutely throttled the Rams and so on, whoever else. But to counterpoint that, like, so if I'm looking at this on paper, I think it should be a close one. Um, the way that the Titans have been playing, you got Derrick Henry back at in Nissan Stadium. Those fans are going to be the ones that do show up. Uh, are, it's going to be nuts, I think. I know Cincinnati's not a far drive, so it could very well be 50-50 there. I think this it w- will. I, I seriously think it will. This The Bengals had their first playoff win since like 1992. Well, let's be real. I mean, a, a Opposed from two years ago with the Titans sneaking into the AFC Championship, neither of these fan bases has had much to cheer for in decades. So both fan bases are on cloud nine right now. They've got a lot to look forward to. But what we fail to recognize is Titans have been, they drop games that they should win. So I'm not saying they should win this weekend. I think the cards, you know, are, they've got the cards in their hands and they're, and they're ready. But, I mean, we've seen time and time again that they drop games that they really can't afford to. I mean, you were three or four bad losses away from being what? – what so they should have beat the Steelers, should have beat the Jets, should have beat um, – who was that? They lost one to the Texans. They, they lost to the Texans, yep. Okay, there's three. All right, now you're 15 and 15 and 2, and I, I'm having trouble remembering their other two. Patriots absolutely throttled them, so should have lost that one. And then one more, Cardinals throttled them. Should have lost that one. So really, should have been fifteen and two. Uh, the Cardinals gonna... throttled the Titans. Texans yes. are Texans are yeah. sneaky good. Don't hate on the Texans. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Texans are post season uh, ruiners. That's all but they're Drake, good for. I, I do I do think that the stadium is going to be fifty fifty. You know. Who knows? Who knows what it's going to be? I just, like you said, Cincinnati, not a very far drive. They can save on plane they, they tickets. Got, they got good fans. Trust me, For as someone who went to a game, the Cincinnati game this year, they got some good fans, too. They We were beating their ass by 20 points in the fourth quarter, and they stayed to the very end to zero. So, and I mean. That, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, with the whole thing about they haven't won a playoff game since 1992 or whatever it was, it's like. These these fans are hungry. They're gonna want to go to Nashville for a playoff that, game. And Nashville, it's not Drake, that far of a drive. Yeah, and Drake, as you said a few weeks ago, Nashville is like a place that you can, you know, kind of come, hang out, make a whole weekend, make a little mini trip out of it. Um, but we'll we'll get into that on Friday's episode about the whole preview and everything, guys. Real quick, I want to do a ranking. So last week, me and Sam did a ranking of coach quarterback combos in the playoffs well obviously some teams have fallen out so what we're going to do is we're going to rank the remaining quarterbacks and then we're going to rank the remaining coaches so separately there is no combination between the two just separately as they are so let's go quarterbacks first so you've got uh you've got stafford you've got allen burrow Tannehill, jimmy uh rogers brady and mahomes Samuel, you can go first. Rank these guys one to eight. NFC first? No, this is all quarterbacks. Oh, this all. is all eight of them. Okay, so we're going to go... 
the for the one and two are the hardest ones. Uh, idea, idea. Just sorry before Sam goes. What if we did all of our one, then we go all of our two, and went like that? Or do you want to keep it one through eight each person? Because it gives us time to think. So that's the only, that's where my mindset was with that. Okay, yeah, we can do that. All right, Sam, who's your or Drake? Who's your one? Feel like you you've got it on the brain. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you for throwing him on there. Oh well, um, so are we just talking about overall? If you're talking playoff football scenario, who are you taking right now? If you if if you are a playoff football team, yeah, who, who am the, I taking? Just just straight up standings. Who's the best quarterbacks le- left right now? Uh, number one is Mr. Tom Brady. Uh, I have Brady as well. I'm Sam, who's Tom, your number one? We'll go with Tom too. Okay, I think so Aaron's better. Unanimous. Uh, number two. Aaron's Aaron's gonna be yeah unanimous. Aaron. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have Mahomes at number two actually. What oh, you my. absolute you bomb. hate Aaron? You're Rogers. a hater. <laughs> Jake's Jake's vendetta against Aaron is, is no, just because oh, I know how I, I know what's gonna happen at, at some point. Like Aaron's gonna choke in the playoffs. That's just that's just what it is. But Mahomes threw five touchdowns against the Steelers. He the Steelers, sucks. you can say what you want want about them on offense. Uh, their defense, pretty stinking good. They almost the Steelers. We'll get into it later. They almost had me fooled for a second when they got that uh, that strip sack fumble. Oh, I was like, I was like, this is it. This is what we talked about in the in the episode. Like, this is gonna happen. Um, but anyways, uh, guys, who's your uh, Drake? Who's your number three? Uh, number three is going to be Mr. Patrick Mahomes. For me, he's coming into his postseason form. Uh, still not where we thought he was going to be, but he has improved by far. So number three for me. Josh Allen. Mah- Mahomes. Ooh. Yeah. I, okay, I, hold on. Hold I disagree. On, on. Um, so I have Rodgers at three. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. Look, I like... <laughs> Jake's this a hater. Just thing. stop. Stop arguing. You're a hater. No, You're a hater. I have said this a million times. I like Aaron Rodgers. I do not like him as a as a teammate and, and all that junk. And I think he tries to be too flashy because he throws everything off of his back foot. But it's mainly Packer fans that that get on my nerves about him. It has <laughs> nothing. It almost has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. Well, he's been, um, he's my quarterback this postseason. So watch your mouth. Uh, well, that's what everybody says every year, and he chokes. Um. Uh, what are we on? Number four? Yeah, number four, Drake. Uh, man, hard to discount what I saw on Saturday. I'm taking Mr. Josh Allen, number four. Sam? Joe Burrow. Oof. <laughs> Boy, Sam is kicking okay. my to the ground. Okay. <laughs> what we say about Jake and Aaron is what yes. Sam and yeah. Pat is. His vendetta. His vendetta. Um, I have, so I have Josh cool. Allen at, at number four as well, Drake. Uh, five. Mahomes. <clears throat> so we got Mahomes. Mahomes finally got some love. Though I did not see too too much from him. I did like the way that he took control of the game. I'm going to put Matthew Stafford at number five. He didn't do anything outrageous, but watching him control that game and command that team was beautiful. I have. Joey Burrow at number five. Number six, boys, Samuel, who's who's your number six? Uh Jimmy G. Wow. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Stafford. Okay. 
I just wanted a reaction. I, I was about reaction. to fall out of it's, my chair. It's Stafford. It's Stafford. Drake, who's your uh, who's your six? Uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. I'm shocked that I'm I'm shocked that Joe Burrow is so low for you, Drake. I mean, Sam, even Sam, which Sam likes Joe Burrow. I love, but Joe like Burrow. just the whole Joe Joe Burrow and Herbert rivalry. I mean, Sam ranked him higher than you did. I'm kind of shocked about that. It's it's really one of those things, and I I know it doesn't count, especially talking about Stafford. But like, I take in age into consideration. And to be honest with you, I was working a lot on Saturday. I didn't pay too much close attention to that game, but a pretty okay Raiders team. And it came down to Carr just doing what he does best and throwing a game losing interception. So, I mean, it was, it was just, it came down to that. At number six, I have Matthew Stafford, uh, seven boys. Sam, who's, who's number seven for you? The last two are interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see what, who who you guys got so far we're we're relatively on the same page with our bottom guys uh so sam who's your number seven jimmy okay drake who's hold on drake who's your number seven i'm i'm going jimmy jimmy g see i've got Tannehill at seven you jake is not drunk. this year He's not this drunk. year no yeah i agree with drake last year last Tannehill, year Tannehill. Tannehill. yeah 2019 Tannehill, even though G- GQ went to Super Bowl, Tannehill was a better quarterback that year. I could have taken the 49ers the to Super Bowl Tannehill, Tannehill is, I don't even know because you're 100 years old. I don't know what kind of slump you call it. Not sophomore, but maybe senior citizen slump he's in right now. Okay, okay, let's play a little scenario then. As And this is crazy because I will stand on the this table and pound my chest for Jimmy Garoppolo. So the fact that I have him ranked last, I have the, to finish it out. I have Ten Hill at seven, Jimmy Garoppolo at eight. Uh, so it's flip flop for Drake and Sam. I would stand on my ta- the table and and take a bullet for Jimmy Garoppolo any day of the week. However, who has a better record if the roles are flip flopped? If Jimmy is the is the quarterback of the Titans and the Titans have all the injuries, the Titans are much worse. I think than what I think, Tannehill was able to do. I think the Titans stay put. Fiction. I think the tag Titans stay put, and the 49ers get worse. I I, I just I, I do I I do I, I don't know why I I, Drake, I like Tannehill thoughts? and then, let's, let's not let's, let's not get honest. Though. I hate the Titans. I don't hate Tannehill. I Tannehill's one of my favorite quarterbacks. I've always liked him. He made the Dolphins relevant for forever, uh, and now they've been abysmal ever since. But I like I mean, Tannehill. Let me preface. Let I mean to me. Let's be honest. There's three teams in this NFL where you've got the 49ers, the Titans, and the Colts this year that the quarterback's been virtually virtually irrelevant. Sorry. And so I I think you make a good point. I don't – man, Tannehill, it's hard. He hasn't played good, but he hasn't lost. He's winning with, like we say, janitors. That's what I'm saying. So if you flip flop the how, teams, how, if you how flip flop the teams, if if Tannehill goes to the 49ers with a great offensive minded coach, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and that defense is already stellar, they probably win a game or two more than than what they did in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, I you make a good point, but also I see Jimmy G twice a year, and maybe it's just my PTSD. Right. But like right. he makes the throws when he has to. 
He does. He does. And he, he, does. he will not jump out the gate and be like, I'm going to go put 21 on someone's head and go up 21 nothing. But when it's time to play, it's like he can't miss. Tannehill also. At least I've, going... that's, that's from the Rams games that I've seen. I'm like, oh, my God, this is Jimmy Garoppolo. But he's sitting there throwing into one-foot-by-one-foot one windows that I'm just like, oh, my God. Tannehill also is going to turn it over more than Jimmy G. I mean, uh, Jimmy G, like, during the fourth quarter of that game, Sam was begging for the no, yeah. uh, for for the Cowboys to intercept him. Yeah, no, and I think he's. I think he threw one. He threw it a he little high. He threw it a little high. But Tannehill, yeah. I don't know what the numbers are for this year, but I, know, I guarantee you, Tannehill's probably had but more turnovers. Bottom line, though, and I'll, I'll leave it at this: while I'm going to keep Jimmy G at seven, is he's been there. Yeah. He didn't win, but he's been there, and so I'm elite. And I know they rush for five thousand yards on the Packers in the NFC Championship, and but it does. He's it, just it, been there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it does hurt my heart too. Uh, just like I said in in the little intro that we did i mean i texted you guys like right after that game i was like you know what it's confirmed jimmy garoppolo stinks and, and he just does like i gotta face reality i just gotta bite the bullet i guess very handsome guy but he stinks at playing quarterback <laughs> um, okay so let's do the exact same thing with coaches uh you've got uh mcveigh shanahan reed vrabel lafleur uh mcdermott arians and uh taylor uh, so let's Drake. Let's let's keep it keep it rolling with what what you were doing. So who's your one one? Man, you reading those back? Is there anybody? How many of those are above forty five that you just read? Wow! One, Aaron's... two, three, four, four. Wow. Half of them. Half of what, them. What's McDermott? McDermott gotta... is old. That is I can just really? look at him and tell. Yeah, him. he's got to be at least fifty. Yeah, okay, he, wow. Right. I thought he was probably in his early 40s. I don't know. Um, maybe it's the debogging covering up that bald head. But uh, number one, let's go uh, B.A. What? What? <laughs> Drake, you know we're doing, we're, you know we're doing uh, best coaches, right? Oh, he I said mean, for he like said your BA. playoff, though. Your playoff. Like, I mean, you, he he went last year. And I, and I don't know how much, like, yes, it was probably Tom Brady, 99% of it. But, like, you got to think, like, experience-wise. Like, these are younger coaches. Sean McVay's been there, but he absolutely laid – he was a field goal away from laying an egg. You know what I mean? He just got absolutely outcoached in that game. So, I mean, we're talking about young guys that, if you're talking about wanting to go to a Super Bowl, it's experience, right? No, wrong. Because he's not. Andy Reid. Andy, 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 <laughs> no, wrong. Andy Reid, number one. Oh, okay, shit. I forgot Sam's Andy Reid. I forgot Andy Reid. No, just... Drake, you can't take it back now. I know. You can't, ta- you, I know. You can't take I it know. back. You just took Bruce Arians, who's going to more than likely in mine and Sam's list, going to fall like within probably the bottom three. Okay. Um, give me – I'll go – who? Yeah, I'll go Reid. Yeah, I, I got to take Andy Reid 1-1 one, one as well, Sam. Um Okay, Drake, Drake who's, guess, your, who's your number two? I think we know Drake. Don't say three. Zach Taylor. Do not say Zach Taylor for number two. All right, so my number zero pick is Andy Reid. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going LaFleur, number two. I have LaFleur at number two as well. Um, okay, number three, Drake. Drake's is just going to be following up, chasing us now. The rest of his picks. That's why I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm wanting Drake to go first now. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think I'm going to follow you after, but I'm going to go with the floor. 
But because BA would be number two. I d I wasn't thinking about Andy Reid, but I don't know. I'm a sucker for so like you still experience. Have Bruce Arians one or two. Oh, Drake, you're I'm just nuts. a suck like we talk about like you know, you're talking about the Justin Herbert, Matthew Stafford thing. Like I think Justin Herbert's more talented in longevity, but like Matthew Stafford's got the experience, so it's hard for me to you know, justified. What experience does Matthew Stafford have? I'm just saying, just games in general. He's now years. won one more playoff game than Herbert has in his career. And Stafford's a year. Boom. Like going Boom. Year I'm, numbers. I'm numbers just saying, guy. like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. All right. Uh, I'm Sam, going. Who's, who's your McVay. McVay. So I. Get I'm out of take, here. I'm going to take. Out of here. I'm going to take Vrabel. And oh, my. I mean, he's the coach. He's Rables. probably he's probably the coach of the year. Yeah, he is he coach is. of the year. He is coach of the year only because they played ninety freaking guys all year, and they still managed to win twelve games and get the one seed and get the one seed. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty stinking good coach. Um, yeah, but I, I'm judging on I think ability to win a Super Bowl, and I just he's not gonna cut his junk off at the end of the day, so he's not gonna try to win the Super Bowl. He might. I don't. Uh, but uh, Drake, you got something to say back? No, I was about to say, I don't disagree with that pick at all, but I'm still going to go with McVay for mine. Um, oh, so Drake, so you're you're going, okay, so you already got got it. Um, Sam, yeah, who's your number four? Uh, Shan- Shanahan. He's impressed me. I, I That's what I wanted us to get years ago. I wanted us to fire Lynn and grab Shanahan or hire Shanahan before we hired Lynn. That's who I wanted, and we did, it didn't happen. I, Shanahan I, would be great if he played the Rams for 17 games. That's yeah, the only time he would be he, great. He's winning games with Jimmy G, who sucks, so I, I got to give it to him. Uh, at four, I have McVay. Uh, five. Sam, you go. Fan, five. Brable. Brable. Drake, who you got at five? Brable. I have Shanahan. Um. So so okay. So now everybody is all the coaches that we've said have all been. Uh, no, we're all on the same. Uh, well, besides yeah, besides Drake's wild yeah. hair. My number two. My number two uh, pick, guys. <laughs> all right. So uh, we got six, seven, and eight left. So uh, Drake, who's your six? Let's see. We got Shanahan. Wait, Taylor, wait, 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 wait. Oh, I can't take it back. I can't take it back. Never mind. Yeah, can't I forgot, take it back. I, I forgot Already about McDermott. It. I forgot about McDermott. Shanahan, Taylor, McDermott. Hmm. I'm going to go Shanahan. He's been there. Yep. He's I'm going to go McDermott. There. I meant to put him up above Vrabel, but they're, they're, they're so close that I, I don't, it doesn't matter to me really that much. I have McDermott at six. Uh, Sam, who's your seven? Arians. <laughs> yep. I, I, same, same spot. I've got Arians mm. at seven as well. Drake, who's your seven? McDermott. Okay. I like that. And then, uh, Last one, we all unanimous. Congrats to uh, to Zach Taylor. He is the unanimous worst coach out of all these guys. I don't even know if he does anything besides draft talent, unless but, that's just the the GM. Which I mean, coaches and GMs, you know, they they bounce ideas off of each other. So I mean, I can't really say too much about that. But Zach Taylor, I guess, good talent evaluator. But I don't see what he does on game day especially in that Raiders game, to kind of like manage the clock, manage the game, manage the situation. Um, that That's – I still think he's a good coach. He's probably going to be the Bengals head coach for the next, you years know, to six, come. seven years. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Did you see where uh, post game he was giving he was talking about going to different bars in Cincinnati bar hopping yeah, giving out game balls awesome. to citizens? Like dude that that is awesome. So let's segue that. Yeah, so uh Raiders Bengals getting to the playoff recap. Raiders Bengals the Saturday afternoon game. Yes, the Bengals won and as Drake just said, he gave out a bunch of game balls Zach Taylor did and he said, "Hey, go Go out to bars, you know, have fun, enjoy yourselves, you know, take these take these footballs and stuff with you, all this stuff. But I, I don't really want to talk about the game because the game was just kind of black. Jerome Jerome Boger, or whatever his name is, he historically a horrible ref. This is his this is his third time being in a playoff game early, early on in the playoffs. And the NFL has had to come out and say that, okay, Jerome Boger and his t- and his crew are no longer uh, officiating any of the playoff games for the remainder of these specific playoffs. Third time it's happened. So the the call that uh, they were bad the entire game, but you they've know bad the, all year. they've been bad all the, year. The quote unquote like inadvertent whistle. Uh, but you know, it happened, they said, you know, after the fact and, and all this, Drake, you want to say something? Yeah, I just, I want to go on record and we haven't talked about this, so I have no idea how you guys feel about this. That whistle did not affect the outcome. No, if you want, no. Okay. Because I know Raiders fans are saying, oh my God, that's terrible. He could have intercepted it. My guy stopped. If you watch anything, forward progress whistles and everything, it takes 78 before guys stop. So you're telling me that that guy's running, hears a whistle, and stops on a dime when that ball was probably, what, three, four feet in the air from that receiver's hands? Yes. Like, yeah. please, just stop it. And you stop can tell those, tell those Raiders fans they can kiss my whole asshole because they got a freaking fluke interception or P.I. that won them the game. So they can kiss my whole asshole. Um, but, yeah, th- his crew has historically been bad. I don't know why if you if you, this is the third time that they've had to the NFL has had to come out with a statement and say this Boger's crew is no longer going to work the rest of the playoffs because of mistakes like this and, and not saying that it was like a mistake like that one specific play or whatever but like the whole game they they were horrible there were a couple of holding penalties that weren't called and then a couple of holding penalties that were called and Almost every single time you could say that the holding penalties that were called were 100% not holding calls and then vice versa. But I don't understand the NFL. Like, you know his crew. You know how they're going to call the game. You know they're going to screw up. Why do you keep giving his crew these playoff games? I don't understand. Well, hold up. Actually, is that his crew? Because what I've read is that the NFL is trying – a almost like quote unquote all star like taking the best picking them from each different yes but the group. head official the head official is allowed to pick who he wants so, so he's he just going to can- pick his crew right do, so do refs do refs have chemistry like like a like a football they team should. would they should they should 100% they should so 100%. i've always wondered how that works so like say us three, if, if, if Sam lived in Nashville, say we are all referees, like if we are going to be at home, are we going to get a lot of the indie Cincinnati 
Panther, Charlotte, Nashville? Are we going to get like those centralized close to us games? How are refs like distributed Located to game? Yeah, like how do they decide what you what work with get one what specific game? crew the entire year? Kind of, kind of what you were alluding to earlier with like you getting to pick and stuff for the playoffs. But um, I, I don't really know how that like if it's regional or whatever. But no, I feel like it's not. I, I wouldn't say so. I, I feel like most crews are just like assigned to wherever. Just just like Tony Romo and, and Jim Nance. It's like, okay, you guys are America's game of the week. So, you know, you gotta go to Kansas City this week. Next week you gotta go all the way to Seattle. The next week after that you gotta go to New York. Right. I, it's probably just whatever the NFL chooses to to send these crews. But I don't want to spend too much time on this game because the game was just kind of, like I said, blah. Um, Bills and Pats, Saturday night. Uh, I knew it was over, and everybody else knew it was over by the end of the first quarter, and it wasn't even close. It literally, from the word go, from the first whistle, the game was not close. I don't really want to get into what we need to address in the offseason because we'll do that coming up. Our linebackers are slow. It's sad, guys, because you can see the writing on the wall. The Patriots that we grew up watching, at least in Dynasty 2.0, Hightower, you got Kyle Van Noy, probably Devin McCourty, all three of those guys. Jamie Collins, all those guys, more than likely, are not going to be a part of the Patriots' 2022 season. It's just the reality of it. Definitely not Hightower. Definitely not Kyle Van Noy. Those two, and definitely definitely not Jamie Collins. Devin McCourty, I could see coming back, but he has like a $12.5 million cap hit, and I think he's turning... I want to say he's turning... 35 this this upcoming year. And with a $12.5 million cap hit, we all know what Bill Belichick does with players that have big cap hits and they're older players. He just gets rid of them. Um, so it's kind of sad to see that that era kind of coming to an end. It's almost like when you have like a, a lucky jersey. When your team has made like a historic run for for years and years, like my Brady jersey, I haven't worn it since. That jersey is like that is that's in the dynasty. That's I'll no longer wear that. That's going to be hung up once I order a shadow box for it. Like that jersey is being left with the with the dynasty. You see what I'm saying? And so it it's kind of sad because I know more than likely these guys are not going to be back with the Patriots. And so it's going to be kind of new blood, if you want to call it that, coming up. But the game, guys, speaking of the linebackers, it's like the Bills, their speed was like a 99 Madden rating. And the Patriots linebackers were like a Tom Brady speed rating. It wasn't even, like, it wasn't even close. And... Bill Belichick has this fascination with going nickel heavy, which those of you that don't know, nickel means you have five defensive backs out on the field. The other six are dispersed between, depending on your scheme, if you if you play like a normal 4-3 or a normal 3-4, three, 
whatever. It kind of depends on how many linebackers you have out there versus how many down linemen. But it's just like he he likes going nickel heavy. And so he'll have like against the Bills last night, at the same time, he'll have he'll be in nickel, but he'll have high tower, slow, slow as balls. And then right beside him, he'll have Kyle Van Noy, also slow as balls. It it just doesn't make sense to me. It's like Bill is so good at like trying to exploit what you're not good at and trying to match what you're, you know, for defense, you know, what you're doing on offense. And it's like, why are you trying to go heavy and and with slower guys when you know you're going up against an offense with all this speed and they have like a prolific passer and all this stuff? Like, I get it if you want to stop Josh Allen's running ability, but that's the last thing I would probably right. want to address when it comes to Josh Allen. I mean, he, he had arguably the greatest playoff performance not not in a Super Bowl of all time. That's, I mean, that's threw, what I was about to ask. He threw four incomplete passes and five touchdowns. He threw more touchdowns than he threw incompletions. Well, that's what I was about to ask. Do you think, like, again, that game was on and I caught the second half of it, but by the time I had turned it on, it was pretty much – said and done, but were they trying to run like almost like a QB spy contain type thing to eliminate his legs out of the but nickel why package? Would you do, why would you do that with your slowest linebackers? So what is why the not, benefit? Why not do that with a – why not just play – I mean, Sam, you know this firsthand. Adrian DB. Phillips yeah, – exactly. Adrian Phillips, he's a thumper. He can play pretty much anywhere. He can guard your tight end. He can go and pass coverage, and he can play in the box. So why not do that with somebody like him? Why do that with Hightower and Van Noy, your two slowest linebackers? Well, that's what I don't understand. And, like, I mean, I don't claim to be any kind of football guru, but, like, if you're playing, like, a QB contain or, like, a spy, like, why can't you sit back in zone in, like, a 4-3? Like, why do you have to run, like, a nickel package out of that? And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't Bill, understand I – mean, you know, Bill, and I'm in not going to question Bill Belichick thing, by any means. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. In terms of a zone thing, Bill's never been like a a zone guy. I mean, Drake, we played zone against you guys. We played quarters against you guys in the Super Bowl in 2018. Well, 20 February 2019. Uh, and McVay, you, you, if you remember after that game in the press conference, McVay was like, yeah, I just got out outcoached. Right. And it was because, like, Bill, instead of playing man against your speed guys, like, he just he just played zone and he knew that it would confuse the crap out of Jared Goff and like Made they literally Jared Goff did it. beat him. Yes, and they didn't make any uh the Rams didn't make any adjustments and that's yeah. why Sean McVay said, you know, I got out coached. Like this was our fault. I didn't prepare for zone, which I mean, in a Super Bowl, dude, you got to prepare for for everything. But we're we're kind of getting off topic. The Patriots mainly played man under Bill Belichick historically. And so it was like we got beat so many times. I think the longest lasting touchdown drive was only eight plays. And that's it, man. I it was it was gash plays, man. It wasn't it wasn't like Tom Brady. It wasn't like surgical, you know, I'm gonna hit this guy here, I'm gonna hit this guy over here, then I'm gonna come back to this side, then come back to this side, and then, you know, we're gonna do a few run plays in between, and then before you know it, we're in the red zone. No, it Josh Allen was just slinging the stinking rock all over the place, and it it only took him most of the time. It only took him five to six plays, and they were in the end zone. I mean, it was insane. And statistically, statistically speaking, 
which eyeball speaking it might be as well. Um, that was statistically the worst Bill Belichick defense, defensive performance, not only in the playoffs, but ever with the Patriots. That was the worst performance ever statistically. Now you could eyeball it and maybe say, well, I mean, the Eagles Super Bowl, dude, like you made Nick Foles look like Peyton Manning out there. So you can, you know, pick and choose as you want. But the whole game just, in general, it was bad. It was so bad. Tough to see, you know, this era kind of coming to an end. I think I think you guys want to hear my, my uh, conspiracy theory as to what happened after the bye. Because oh, as we all know, the Patriots, the Patriots had a seven-game win streak. Mm-hmm. up till the bye week, including the Buffalo game. Bye week happens. We go out, play Indianapolis on Saturday night. We all know what happened. And then we play Buffalo again in Foxborough this time. The win- the uh, weather conditions weren't as bad, and we get throttled. And then the rest of the season is just Mac wound up after that, or uh, after the bye through like five touchdowns, like seven picks. So my conspiracy theory is that Bill, this has nothing to do with Mac. Bill, it was noted by multiple reporters that early in the season when the Patriots started off two and stinking four, was that his son and Gerard Mayo a little bit were calling plays. After that, when they went on their seven-game win streak, Bill Belichick started calling the plays. And then it was reported that after the bye week, Bill handed the handed the play calling duties back over to his son and Gerard Mayo, mainly his son. I don't know why. I really don't. I don't. That's not like my conspiracy is like the reason why. That is just my conspiracy is that Bill handed the defense back off to his kid. Which is insane. Dude, if it's not, you're the greatest coach of all time, in my opinion. Definitely the the greatest defensive coach of all time. What are you doing giving your defense back over to your son, who you literally took away his his responsibilities after the first six weeks of the season, and then you're going to give it back to him during the home stretch of the season and then going into the playoffs? It's like, I don't understand why Bill would do that. Like, I get it. Like, you know, if you've got a kid, you want your kid to succeed. And so you try to put him in a position to be successful and, and all this stuff. You want what's best for him. The what's best for Steve Belichick is to coach the safeties. And that's it. That's all. That's, that's all that guy can do is just coach the safeties. And that's it. So, Yes, I agree, and with what you're saying, like I don't, I don't understand the thought process behind that. But you, you do want your kid to succeed. But uh, uh, aside from that, we got to look at the three and outs, right? How quickly were the Pats getting off the field? And I know we throw around the term "buzzsaw," right, when it comes to football teams that are getting hot. But like that, if you were to look up "buzzsaw" in the dictionary, I feel like you would have seen that Buffalo Bills team. Let's let's not overcomplicate it between you got a rookie kid from Florida, Jacksonville, Florida, Mac Jones, yep. playing in four degree Buffalo weather. Buffalo Bills fans are 
freaking nuts, and they've been waiting 25 years for this moment. Drake, Mac, but I, I they, get where you're going. They were going to balls Mac, to the wall. Mac wasn't even the pro. I thought Mac played. I thought Mac played well, given the circumstances. He made a couple of bad throws. He did throw a pick, and he made a couple of bad throws. He missed Hunter Hunter Henry. Um, for a that touchdown. wide open and. He it was it, at, it was, was his first drop below his knee a little bit. So it's like when he's that wide open, you don't expect that ball to be that bad. Uh, should Hunter Henry have caught it? Maybe, but when you're when you're kind of backpedaling like that, it's tough. And, and the ball is coming down below your knee. It's and Hunter Henry is what Sam? He's like six five, six six. Yeah, and hadn't dropped the ball. And, but I, in my that's opinion, a tough catch. In my opinion. With that emotion, with everything going on, I don't believe that there was a team in the NFL beating Buffalo in Buffalo that night. You were not stopping. No, that not how they train. played. No, 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 no. no. Oh, that I totally was agree. And yeah, I'm absolutely not saying, insane. I'm not saying all this to discredit what the Bills did. What the Bills did was fantastic. I, I mean, Sam, if you remember in episode like two, we gave our predictions, and I, I called Rams Bills Super Bowl. That, that was my preseason pick. Maybe it can happen. The Bills are playing better than anybody that played over Super Wild Card Weekend. In my, I mean, I don't think you can even dispute that. But let's move into Sunday. 12 o'clock game, Bucks and Eagles. Not really much to say about I mean, it was an absolute bashing. Um, we are so close, dude. We are so close. <laughs> so, we were yeah. so close. I really feel for Eagles Drake team. on this. Because, yes, because of the playoff scenarios and stuff. Now that Monday is coming, gone, it's all cool. I've already forgot about it. But Sunday at noon, I was sitting there and I just I I got overwhelmed with frustration at the choke job that made it ten times worse. Yeah, we blew a seventeen point lead. I'm sorry to cut you off, Jakey, but. Oh my God, the Eagles are so bad. They are so bad. Jalen Hurts is so bad. Garner Minshew. Why? Why? When you were down, that like is that still your answer? Like, oh my God, he was missing throws. He is a running back. He's a running back. And we could have played them, and I could have rested easy and not went to work hung over on a Tuesday and tired. <laughs> And I agree, Jalen Hurts is not good, but you can't you can't judge him until they get some more weapons around him. Yeah, because he's got he's got Jalen Rieger or whatever who's tr- absolute trash. I could walk in and be better than him right now, and then Devontae Smith who's good, but he's probably not a number one receiver. I don't think if he is, he needs a number two because he can get doubled up and body up pretty easily. Rieger, that dude, he can you believe? They took him I, over Je- Je- Justin Jefferson. They took him over Brandon Ayuk, all, all those guys. Sam, I was literally team. about to yeah. bring that up. Do you guys remember the Vikings war room? That draft. Do you remember what, what happened? No. When the Eagles took um, Rieger over Justin Jefferson because the Vikings had the next pick. If you guys remember, the Vikings war room, they started smiling and a couple guys started laughing. Like they they were just in utter shock that they didn't take Justin Jefferson. And so the and then the Vikings um 
I think they turned in their pick. It was like one of the fastest uh, uh, first round cards turned into like the commissioner or whatever. It was the easiest pick that they'd ever made. Like in that, uh, for those listening, go on YouTube, look up the Vikings war room whenever the Eagles make the pick for Jalen Rager. Like they were so stinking happy. So let me get on my uh, Tom Brady diatribe real quick. Tom Brady in the divisional round, boys. Wait, let me preface. This has come from a guy who's been swearing up and down the Bucks were losing in the first round all year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The hand up, hand up. Yep, uh, yep. I did say that they would lose. Um, but, I mean, I don't give a rip about the Bucks. Is the Tom Brady segment. I should just say Tom Brady versus the Eagles. Tom Brady versus the Eagles. So, anyways, uh, Tom Brady in the divisional round has now played a full, uh, full season worth of divisional round games, okay? So he is 14 and 2. 14 and 2 guys for a season. Okay, I I mean I guess we're not going to we're not going to like uh, that's got, ins- that's insane. He, he's the goat. I, I I got no praise for him in the first round. I was, I I was about no, to say, well, no... that's the second round, the divisional second, round, right? Yeah. Sorry, that that so that's the stat that I pulled up. Yes. So he's even better in the Walker. Yeah. Whatever. Um. So what what I want to read off in the divisional round playoffs, you play the best teams. All this stuff in the divisional round. I'm not going to go through all these. Thank you. Four thousand five hundred and seventy nine passing yards. Passing yards per game, 286. Touchdowns, 37. Turnovers, 11. This is literally, like, this is a season versus playoff teams. Uh, EPA per per play, 0.210. EPA per game, 9.2. Touchdown drives led, 55. Uh, Game-winning drives in divisional round. Five of them. Fourth quarter comebacks in the divisional round. Three. He has a 14-2 and two record in the divisional round, and he's not even at it yet, um, which is nuts. And then the last thing is what I got, what I sent you guys, what I DM'd you guys, is uh, Tom Brady has led 73 touchdown drives in the past 20 playoff games. 73 touchdown drives. That is 3.65 per game. For perspective on that, Brady led 171 touchdown drives just in his three MVP seasons, 07, 10, 17, in 48 games. This dude just gets better as the situation increases, and it's ridiculous. Oh, and also career postseason wins versus NFC teams, Tom Brady 10, Aaron Rodgers 10, and Tom Brady has only played in the NFC for two years. Nuts just saying Aaron Rodgers has spent 14 years as a starter in the NFC. Tom Brady's only spent two, and they have the exact same amount of wins in the playoffs against the NFC teams. Jake, Jake, you want to know, before you continue real quick, and, you know, you say these stats, and me and Sam just kind of, like, blankly stare yeah. into the... <laughs> no, I like, can tell you guys aren't paying attention. No, it's it's not, it's not that I, we I don't care. You. I mean, it is amazing, but here's the thing. With it's anything. my podcast, so I can talk about whatever. No, I want. no, absolutely, and we probably are seventy-five to ninety-five percent New England 
Boston area people, and we appreciate every single one of you. Here's the truth. If you were to sit there and tell me that Justin Herbert threw for 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns, I'd be like, oh, my God, that's incredible. Like, this dude's incredible. You tell me Tom Brady has done it for the 50th time, I'm like, okay, it's Tom Brady. Like, I mean, that should be an, no, a, a, a compliment yeah, in itself. Like, yeah. you tell me all these stats, and they're, they are absolutely nuts. For somebody that's human, this dude's not human. Let's just, like, let's just tell you what it is. Like, at a certain point, it's not that it's not impressive. You just no longer get, like, a reaction. Yeah. A like, boy, Tom Brady in okay, 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 okay. is expected I got one. I got one. to make the Super Bowl now. Like, if he doesn't make the Super Bowl, it's more, it's more surprising that he didn't make it than he did. Do you know how crazy that is? Yeah, no, he's he's made the Super Bowl 50% of his career, like, literally. <laughs> I know, and then he doesn't okay. make it, you're like, wow. like. <laughs> okay, let me see if I can get a reaction out of you guys for this one. And this, I wasn't planning on saying this, but since you brought it up. So, Tom Brady has won, uh, shoot, I forgot what it was. This was like his 35th playoff win, I think. The next closest quarterback do you guys know? And what was their number? Sam, guess. Next closest to what, real quick? What was it? Qu- Who is number two? So Tom Brady has 35 playoff, playoff wins. Points. He's he's the most ever. No no cheating. Sam, I can see you're looking at a screen right now. No cheating. Who I do you think is number up. two? Who do you think is number two, and what's their number? Shit. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got no clue. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. At, at what number? Uh... I, I got no. I mean, I already told you the number, kind of. Yeah, I know. So, so you would think 40. he is at 11. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Drake, who's your guess? What? Wait, what was his Aaron Rodgers? What was the question again? The question is, Tom, Tom Brady has the most playoff wins ever. Who is number two, and what is their number? Sam's guess is Aaron Rodgers at 11. Okay, Tom's got seven Super Bowl wins, which is as close to Aaron Rodgers' playoff wins, right? Yeah, Drake, you said, the question is who is number two for playoff wins? Of all time? Yes. So, like, Sam's qu- guess isn't even close. No, probably well, not. Okay, so who's yeah. your guess? Oh, who Who oh, would your guess be? Um, is it Joe Montana? Okay, yes. What's his number? Joe Montana, and then Brady's at 35. I'm going to say Joe Montana's at 23. 16. Joe Montana doesn't even have half of the playoff wins. You want to know something crazy? Sam, I can see you you smile. Okay, that's that's all I needed. That's with that stat, that's all I was looking for was just some kind of reaction. That, if you want okay, to, yeah, that you is really even, cool. You want even crazier. Well, he's, the, he's the GOAT. What do you want from me? You want he's take the best even, quarterback to ever play. You want to take even crazier is, like I just pointed out, Aaron Rodgers has 10 playoff wins. 11 only, total because it's the Super Bowl. Yeah. 11. Tom Brady has seven Super Bowls. I wasn't that I wasn't that, <laughs> like, I wasn't that I mean, he is – that's that's nuts. He is what one as many like just about as many Super Bowls Manning. as he has. That, Peyton Manning would be my next guess. Yeah, I don't no, know. I'm thinking he, think about the Super Bowls because you got to go all the way to the Super Bowl. So I knew that the 49ers. I was thinking that or Terry Bradshaw with the Steelers. Or I was going through that list. I mean, Joe Montana went time and time again with that run with the 49ers. So Phil Rivers is my next guess. With a <laughs> sure. whopping what three. 
and a half, maybe. <laughs> um, okay, 49ers, Cowboys. All I want to talk about this game is the is the decision. Sam, what what in the world were you talking about? Sam's not even paying attention right now. What are you talking about with it was the referee's fault that Dallas didn't get that stupid playoff? Uh, I don't think it's their fault 100%. I think it uh, – I think you can't run into the back of the quarterback. That, that, that's my thing. You can't – they can't let that happen. Be an athlete. It wasn't the referee's and- fault. It's not I'm gonna the referee's, let you fault. Sorry, I'm not the referee's fault that Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore are dumbasses. You're right. It's not the referee's fault. However, you cannot run into the back of the quarterback. I get you got to spot the ball. I, you've never seen that. You can't let that happen. I don't know what you got to do. I don't know how you avoid it. I don't know what has to happen. You cannot run into the back of the quarterback. You can't. It can't happen. I okay. think that's that's because that, if that if that mother mother effort runs in the back of Justin Herbert and we lose a playoff game because of that, I'm gonna drop. FBI so, is listening. So I have I have four I have four points literally, and they can all rebuttal against you. Uh so Sam, what are you taught literally since you play and other Give the areas ball to the have, ref. Give the ball to the ref. Yeah. Junior pro, Pop Warner, Pee Wee, whatever league you want to call it. Since then, what are you taught? You were taught to give the ball give the, the ball referee. to the ref. Yep. Especially in the la- like in dire situations when you need to get the ball fast. They practice that in the NFL. What do they do in almost every single practice? They practice the two-minute drill. Yeah. Every single time. What do you do anytime C.D. Lamb catches the ball, uh, Zeke Elliott, Dalton Schultz, what do they do? Get up. You don't spin the ball. You don't dance and point, you know, first down unless you're uh, Chase Claypool. Claypool. (laughs) Unless you're Chase Claypool. You hand the ball to the official. So that's that's number one. Number two, I want to throw under the bus is Mike McCarthy slash Kellen Moore. Yeah, they suck. Your headset comes back on, correct? Mm-hmm. It comes back on, and then it turns off it when the play clock hits fifteen. So, what are they doing in that time when the play is? Is, no, is a bad done. job. Dak, Dak a bad slides. job is the answer. Dak slides, right? Mm-hmm. If you're Kellen Moore or you're Mike McCarthy, in that headset, you are yelling at Dak, get the ball to the official. That's all you're saying. And then spike it after that, which Dak should already know that anyways. They were lining up for that. But if you're the coach, as soon as you're able to talk to Dak, you're yelling, give the ball to the official, give the ball to the official, give the ball to the official. And they didn't. So I want I want to, you know, let that be known. You practice this stuff. I already said that. My last point, you tip off the ref. I've seen Brady do this. I've seen Roethlisberger do this a million times. Rodgers does it. When a play like this or or whatever, when they're in dire situations, no huddle, two-minute offense, great quarterbacks and smart quarterbacks will tip off the referee, will tip off the official and say, hey, like Dak should have been like, hey, I'm about to run it. Be trailing me as fast as you he can. I'm going to find that? you. No, he that didn't. Did, I thought that they came he out and said that he no, did that, say that to the ref. No, no. Not that I saw, at least. 
Maybe that's what they're saying. He should have done that. I don't know. Right. Thought, that, that, that's what I'm saying. That, and Sam, I know you just put your headset back on. That's what the great quarterbacks, I've seen Tom Brady do it. I've seen Ben Roethlisberger do it. And I've seen Aaron Rodgers do it. And Dak is a smart quarterback. He yeah. might have stunk towards the last half of the year, but he is a smart quarterback. You tip off the official. Hey, I'm throwing this pass here. It, we're, calling probably, timeout. I, we're calling a timeout right after. We're, we're, we're calling we're, timeout, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or if we don't have timeouts, it's going here. He's probably not going to get out of bounds, but this is where the ball is going. Dak should have been like, it, the easiest thing he probably could have ever done is think to himself, okay, I'm about to run the ball right up the middle. Hey, ref, I'm going to do something so stinking crazy. I'm going to run this ball with no timeouts left. Just FYI, follow behind me. They're like, okay, cool. Or be ready. So, be, re- be, re- be, be ready. Be ready. Yes, yeah. Be don't ready. Run it, don't it. run up my asshole when I try to spike But Sam, that's not, that's not the referee's fault. The referee was doing his job trying to get the ball spotted. Yeah. Who's I, so it's Dak's fault. And then secondly, it's... I would say it's second. Well, okay, it's McCarthy and Kellen, Kellen Moore's fault for calling that stupid play. It's Dak's fault second. Thirdly, yeah. it's probably the center and the guard that like went ahead and lined down without the ball being spotted. Oh. It's like you got to know that, hey, I, pro- I I have to let this referee in. I yeah, have to. I, I, in order of blame, it 100% goes McCarthy, Moore, yeah. Prescott, and I don't even blame the center. And then, and then it's lastly the referee's fault. I just think – you can't run into the back of him. Like I, I just show be a little bit How athletic. Else? Be, a little, <laughs> be, be athletic, do? bro. Somersault? I mean, do you think this referee no, is Simone Biles? They're sixty-five-year-old I mean, men that should be taking a retirement job as a clerk at Kroger. Well, then they they need to go find a new job. They can't do that. Then that it's that's terrible. I mean, you and Drake both know, and just like I know, if he runs up Mac Jones' ass, Justin Herbert's ass, or freaking Matthew Stafford, and causes them whatever whatever rule it is, they have to touch it. I don't care if you run into my quarterback while he's trying to spot, spike it. Me, we're all gonna be livid and shooting flames out our eyeballs and out and our ears. No. Because you should know that literally from the time that you're in Junior Pro or Pop Warner, you give the ball to the official and they practice this stuff every single day in two-minute offense. Like, you practice this stuff. I'll tell you, I'll tell you 100% honesty. Am I going to be mad? Yes. Am I going to be mad that a ref was not closer by? Yes. I completely agree with that ref was trailing entirely too far for the situation it was. He was not. I, I, I'm going to try to find this picture. He was not. Continue, though. But also, hand the ref the ball. He I doesn't. Agree. Don't call I run mean, play, also. Yeah, I mean, or if you do, don't run that. that far. I mean, you're an NFL quarterback. Like, Stop running. Go why, down yeah, earlier. Or, yeah. You have the arm to get it there. Like, what is, I don't. I don't know. Maybe they wanted it within 25 yards to drop a certain play. Maybe it was some kind of like Get to trick play. Yeah. Maybe like a screen to you know something that was going to work within 25 yards. But like, I'm 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 not going to lie to you, Sam. I'm I'm livid and I'm saying, oh my god, we could have done so much better right there. But I'm not sitting here saying that like. Yeah, it's the rules. The rules are the rules. Like you can only be so mad about it before you look at your team and say, "Execute better." 
Well, I didn't watch any football this weekend, so I didn't watch the whole game, but I know the Cowboys had 14 penalties for 100-something yards also. So you, you got to think that refs have been so bad all this year. All of those probably weren't good calls. There were probably a couple bad calls mixed in that may may or may not have changed the game. Like I said, I didn't watch football all weekend because I still hate football because, uh, yeah. Um, That's but, a fireable offense. Let, let's get that out of the way. Wait, the, the, that the, is, run, the run call? The, run the yes. ball there? Oh, if McCarthy 100%. is the is the fire coach of the everyone. Patriots, fire, fire him! Fire him today! Yeah, I, I don't agree. even let him get. Don't even let him pull into his driveway. He's I, already I, fired. I, I agree. 100%. Well, when you were looking that up, did you hear what I said? The only possibility I could see that being a thing is if they had a play drawn up that they specifically needed to be within twenty five yards to make it logistically doesn't matter. A good do play. Dak press. They snapped the ball at the forty yard line. They probably weren't the, thinking the hail mary though. I'm. I bet they were thinking some kind of slant. Tom Brady like, could have thrown that crosses. ball left handed forty yards. No, Are you I'm not. Me? I'm not saying that. I don't think they were going for an end zone look. I think they were looking for maybe like two crosses where you know they catch and pitch and. They're thinking like this hat. This is gonna work inside twenty-five yards, but we can't make this happen in forty yards. And I'm not defending them, but I'm saying that's the only thing that I can see that they needed that that run play to make something happen. I don't know. Yeah, I think at that point you just gotta scrap it. And I don't know why you run that ball. I don't know why you don't just run your tight end a hitch or throw it to your tight end, let him get down. And then do like that. The quarterback, Dak's not the fastest quarterback ever. Like he's mobile, but he's not. Uh, the QB, I mean, that running a QB draw there instead of running it with Ezekiel Elliott or somebody else cost him two to three seconds, I think. I mean, I think it's a terrible call. I, I, I It's fireable, 100% fireable. I, I agree. Uh, so the ball was snapped at the 40 yard line. The referee was standing at the 49 yard line. Like the, the Cowboys 49, 49 yard line. So he was 11 yards away, which is. Very standard. Now, could he have trailed the play, like ran with Dak better? Yes, but they're not trained to do that. They're trained sure they're to trained stay back all. in ca- in case that there is a fumble and there is a a return back to where they can run with the player. They're not. That's why Dak should have tipped him off. I a horrible call, bad by Dak not getting the ball to the official. Ter- most Dallas thing I've ever seen in my life, to be honest with you. It was it was like watching the Chargers, to be honest with you, uh, Sam. Like, <laughs> it was. That was like, is that not like the most yeah, it is. Anthony right, we, Lynn thing that you've ever seen in uh, your life? Not even Anthony Lynn. It's the most Chargers thing I've ever seen. Uh, so, Pitt and Kansas City, like I said, I mean, there's not really much to say about this game. I mean, Sam, that... The Steelers almost had me fooled for a second besides the fact that they could not pick up a first down like the entire game. Ben yeah. looked bad. Uh, Mahomes looked awesome. Andy Reid. Shout out to Andy Reid. He made this game fun to watch towards the end. You know, usually in blowouts, the games aren't fun anymore. Yeah. Dude, he had Kelsey throwing a touchdown. I mean, it was it was a fun blowout to watch, which is weird to say unless it's like usually fun blowouts are only because it's your team blowing somebody out. Yeah. But when you have an outsider's perspective and you see a blowout, you're just like, ah, whatever, it's a blowout. But no, like I wanted to keep watching because Andy Reid was doing some wild stuff with the offense. 
Yeah, I, and Drake said it was talking about how, how much how much better Mahomes played. He's get. I think if you get that many chances against us, I mean, how I many how many times do the Steelers go three and out or punt? Oh, punt, there's no punt, telling. Punt, like that, they. I mean, I just he got a lot of a lot of attempts, uh, and I don't think that Steelers defense is as good as you. T.J. Watt is good, and they got the inside D, D lineman is good. Hargreaves. Hayward. 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 Yeah. Uh, Minka is not bad. Joe Hayden's kind of wash. Cam Sutton kind of sucks, but I don't know. I don't think it's his. I think they're a good defense. I I I think I give them a, they're a good defense. Yeah, I think they're a good defense. But all um, right, Drake Rams Cardinals Monday night Super Wild Card Weekend football. What do you got, man? Sorry, Sam. It's so weird not asking your opinion for. Yeah, it's you know okay. a specific I hate, game. I hate football, so it's all right. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was, dude, I was more nervous for this game than I was for the Super Bowl. Not even, not even joking. Like, I didn't know what to expect because with Jared Goff, you pretty much knew what you were getting every week for the most part. And so, like, with Matthew Stafford, it was just an uncharted territory. You're like, I have no idea. And I was actually watching. And and Matthew Stafford catches a lot of flack for, oh, no playoff wins, no playoff wins, and stuff like that. But I watched his three playoff games that he has played. They didn't they didn't play terrible in those games. Like, they, they put up a fight in all three of them, and it came down to the wire. And I think, one, they were, they were up. But then they ended up blowing it. Like, just typical Detroit things, but they were still in the game and all of them. So I was like, okay. So I'm not seeing, like, a playoff nerves choking type scenario with him. I just, I didn't know what to expect. And man, oh man. That was the best game I have ever seen this organized organization, sorry, uh, organized as in put together um maybe maybe since I've been watching especially watching closely I've been watching closely honestly for 7 years um been a fan my entire life but watching every snap every game for probably 7 years and I mean top to bottom front to back complete game hard to critique anything that they did um, so so Drake, I, I don't know if you if you listen to uh to Friday's episode, but what I said previewing the game was that doing what the Patriots did against Russell Wilson in the Super Bowl and Super Bowl forty nine, which was more of a umbrella type defense to where your rushers could only go up five yards and that's it. Your two interior guys could only rush up three, and then you had not necessarily spies, but like one's a spy on one side, one's a spy on the other, and the other one takes away anything short, any dump off to running back or uh, crossing routes, stuff like that. That's what the Patriots did against Russell Wilson in Super Bowl Forty Nine, and it worked. It was it was an umbrella defense to where you kept Russell Wilson in the pocket. Where he wasn't, where he wasn't as effective. Russell Wilson is still effective in the pocket, 
But when he's at his best is when he's able to escape the pocket around Open a defensive a defensive end that's rushing upfield like an absolute idiot, and he's able to get outside the pocket, extend plays. That's when Murray's at his best. Right. You keep Murray that that midget in the pocket, dude. He can't see over Aaron Donald. He can't see over Von Miller. Are you kidding me? And the Rams. Not not pat myself on the back for saying that that's what they should have done, but that's what they did. And Kyler was horrific, man. He was bad. He can't pass from the pocket because he can't see over the line. I mean, that's not the only reason, but like, I mean, he could not make a pocket pass. Man, and here's, you're exactly right. And that's one thing that I was telling, I was talking to my father and I was saying, you know, we have to sit back on him. We can rush him. Shout out trade downs, by the way. But it cannot be too direct. Like it can't be beeline rushes. When we come off the edge, we can't go straight for him. It has to kind of be with our hips turned, kind of opened up. You know what I'm saying? Let Aaron Donald Greg Gaines in the interior do their work. And like you said, man, and I and we saw this on that Monday night in week 14 that we talked about is when you get pressure into Kyler's face and like you you take away his vision he just can't see and I'm not make I'm not saying oh you make short jokes or anything he really can't I mean his decision making isn't there because there's no vision there and so I I hate to say it and I don't wish bad on anybody's career but like we say oh the 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 secret's out the you know whatever but is it is it not I mean, after they watched the Rams beat the the Cardinals in week 14, after that they dropped the last so week 14, they dropped the last 5 out of 6. So and then they just I mean, I would I would say embarrassed, right? Would it be fair to say they got embarrassed last night? I mean, this team was at one point poised to be the favorite in the Super Bowl. Well, let's let, let's stop that. Yeah, hold, right. yeah oh, let's, wait, no, well, let's stop. I'm not Sam, go ahead one, and say what you want to say. At one point Sam, in the Super Bowl, one point in the season, we, we should have let off. We should have let off Cardinals and Rams saying what you want to say. Go ahead and get it off your chest. Well, okay. week eight, week eight, they were the Super Bowl favorite. Let me just say that. And it I'm was not, nonsense. Not my opinion. It, it, week seven. It was week seven because they were seven and zero going to the Packers week. Oh, it was week eight. You're right. Good. Uh, I would like to say that the podcast is the title of this podcast is Sam was right because I've been saying the Cardinals are frauds all year. I didn't like them. I said they scream for a first round exit even more so than the Rams. What do you know? The Rams draw them. I tell Jake last podcast Rams are going to win in a blowout. They blow out. I'm texting y'all all night. Tell me I was right. Tell me I was right. Drake's being retard or excuse me, not Whoa! okay. Okay, cut that, cut that out, because I'll get canceled. Cut it. I'm not no, cut, cut, cut it. it out. Cut it out. Okay, I don't care if y'all cancel me. I don't care. Anyways, Drake's being stupid. I used the wrong word. It's acting like, oh, there's a lot of game. Like, Shut up. He's got 28 passing yards. Odell's got more passing yards than him. That was nuts. And I did say on the – I said I could see them pressuring up the middle and Kyler not being able to see over it. And I don't, I didn't watch the game, but it sounds like, from what y'all were talking about, it sounds like that's exactly what happened. And they, Did you they can, watch – did you no, watch I, a Monday night game at week 14 the, against Rams Cardinals? 
Did you no, watch any I, of it? I don't, wa- I don't watch Rams football. Screw that. <laughs> <laughs> Not like we're doing a might sports as, podcast or anything like that. Might as well because you can't watch Chargers football. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I said all year the Rams scream first round exit. Sam kind of lasts like Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> love, love Rob. Uh, I said Cardinals were first round exit, and I just didn't believe in them. I don't know why I didn't. I just – I don't know. And I'm telling you all – that that last night is exactly what they are. I mean, it's just I don't know what they need. I don't know what they need, but they need something. I I, I couldn't tell you what their flaws are. I really I haven't watched any Cardinals football games, but I mean I don't know what they need. Like they got good receivers, they got good running backs. O line, I don't know if it's terrible. Kyler is a top fifteen quarterback. I mean the defense is not terrible, so I I don't know. I just think that this year wasn't their year. Uh. Like I said, I don't got much on them other than saying I was right by calling them pretenders all year. Uh, it, You know, and if I'm being totally honest, I'll never be overly confident, and I'm not going to be overly confident. I'll never be at ease, especially when Tom Brady's on the other side of the ball, but I'm feeling really good going into Sunday after what I've, what I've saw. What, but you didn't watch last night. like I know Tom Brady's on that sideline, though. <laughs> I know, but I wouldn't be saying that had I had no basis. And Jake, I don't. Did you work this morning? Did you watch all of the game uh, yeah, last night? Yeah, yeah, of course I did. Yeah, and so like, I mean, can you can you provide some insight on that? Like, it's hard not to be feeling good about going into Sunday after what I saw last night. Yeah, and I mean, we'll get into the to the preview in Friday's episode. But I mean, Drake, I I texted in the in the group message like the past two years. Last year in the regular season, this year in the regular season, the Rams absolutely destroyed the Bucks in both times. And here we are, like essentially the same team, just with a better quarterback. And if you want to call it like a more explosive weapon than Robert Woods and Odell, I mean Odell is fine and he he's coming into his own with the with the Rams offense. Like he's He's figuring out what McVay wants, what he likes, all this stuff, like how, how to read the defense and all this stuff. The, it's a horrible matchup for the Bucs. Mainly the Bucs. Uh, I would say it's a bad matchup. The Bucks secondary versus Stafford and the receivers, obviously. That's like probably 1-1 overall. But then also with Tristan Wirfs, with his ankle injury, but just in general, I think Brady in that uh, – Week five or week six Super Bowl this year, Bucks and Rams. Congrats, guys! You you guys won the week five or week six Super Bowl. Um, right. In that game, I think Tom Brady got sacked more in that game than he has at all this entire season in any other game. And if Wirfs is going to be out, it it looks like a high ankle sprain. That's what I would probably speculate and and, and say that it is. Which is high ankle sprain, dude. That's like a. He, he, went, that's back, he went back. He went back into the game too. Yeah, yeah. and then he he gave up a sack Aries on, is, uh, on the second a psycho. play. Yeah, he came back on the second play and. Uh, yeah, I tweet. I said that Toradol shot did not work at halftime because yeah. he he was limping immediately after, and I don't know if he was trying to limp to add to the theatrics. Like, oh, I gave up a sack. I'm hurt, but like he was not ready to come back in. And I mean, just I mean. And can we can we throw some respect towards what Cam Akers did last night? 
I oh can't. My he's a god. I don't know how he's playing. I, he ran like a madman. He killed Bootbaker, oh, so he did. And he was he was bodying dudes all night. He was hitting the hole at a thousand miles an hour. Like you would have never known. This dude has not played all season, and then tore his Achilles in July. Like unbelievable, unbelievable. And so it was, yeah, it was nuts. And the Cardinals stood no chance, literally from the first snap of the game. I feel like that you could feel the Rams from the word go had all the momentum and Drake, I texted it and you, you were right too, with your rebuttal with Cam Akers was in his bag, but I'd texted in the group message and said that Sean McVay is in his bag. Cause dude, the receivers were open by at least five yards. Like, there was never anybody around these guys. Like, Staff- I mean, Stafford played well just in general. He-, he he was in a zone, too. But, like, he didn't really have to, like, stress himself throwing the ball because, like, McVay schemed up the offense beautifully. That was one of the best games I've seen McVay call besides the Week 6 Super Bowl. They, they ran first, forced Arizona to – I wouldn't say stack the box, but crowd the box and then let Stafford get back there and throw it like he can. They let I, I like what they 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 never put Stafford in a position that he felt like he had to hurry because that's when he hurts us. You talk about we've talked about Tom Brady and a two minute drill is a thing of beauty. Like it's a thing, it's a work of art. Matthew Stafford in a two minute drill is a nightmare. Like, I mean, just seriously, like whenever we're down and I feel like, oh, there's eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, like we got, we got time, like we're down by 10 or so, like, let's just put it in perspective. Like dude just starts chucking up the home run and then you really bury us, you know? And so it's like Stafford, if you put Stafford in a position where he's comfortable, he doesn't feel like he has to go out with the home run ball. Like the same thing we talked about Mahomes. I feel like Stafford... Maybe that's just a little bit of Detroit in him that he felt like he had to go all out if they were going to win. He d- That's the thing. He does not have to do that here, and he's still learning. It's his first season. you got players around you that can help you and win you the ball game. Cam Akers, if that was the Super Bowl, is my Super Bowl MVP. Matthew Stafford had 201 passing yards. He only threw the ball 17 times. I can't – but he I was need so. To, I need, he was so. He was so effective with his passes. He's yeah. Whenever so he did effective. pass it, it, and that it had that, weight to it. Right. It and was that's on the thing, third like down. with Cam Akers coming back, which you know, not having Henderson, that that really really hurts you guys, especially not having Akers throughout the season and stuff. But like you know, Sony Michelle, he found his way, at, you know, throughout the season. But now that Akers is back, Akers. Clearly the RB1, clearly. That's when McVay, that's when Shanahan, that's when those two guys are at their best is when their run game is working because their whole offense is predicated off of the zone run scheme. That's when they can get their their play actions in and they can make their little checks at the line like and all this stuff. It's, it's beautiful to watch. Like I know... I know now like how the NFL is Drake is, you know, 
we like, you know, throw the ball 50 yards down the field off your back foot and, and throw no look passes and stuff. But it's like, if you're a true football fan, you respect and you like watching what Shanahan and what McVay does and LaFleur does. Oh, yeah. Because they're, they're, they're all three the same uh, offensive scheme. And you got to respect and you love watching that stuff if you're a true football fan is that ability for the run to set up your pass. And like the run game is an extension of the pass game. Pass game, extension of the run game. Like it's all intertwined into one, and that's when football is at its best. Uh, and, man, it's it's hard not to think about the 2018-2019 postseason and, and you know it's easy to be like oh my gosh that's when we went to super bowl like that's what i'm gonna compare it to but no like we got to that super bowl by running the ball down everybody's throat we put up almost 250 rushing yards against the cowboys got away with the uh, uh, infamous pass interference no call but still that game ran 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 the ball and then obviously lost the Super Bowl, but I'm saying like it's it's feeling like the same thing. Like we shout it all year on Rams Twitter is like run, run, run the ball. It was working. You're getting six yards of carry, and then you start airing out these crazy throws and throwing. I like to call them arm punts at this point. Like Matthew Stafford just starts arm punting. And it's like, and it's not even on third down. It's on first and ten, and we're going. Yeah, if you if if you're gonna arm punt, you want it to be on third down for sure. Right, and like the home run ball, like sure, it's L.A., it's flashy, it's Hollywood, exciting. Like, but I don't know, man. Like, I'm a football fan, and so if I see you just sitting there running it up the gut for five yards, like it may not make your average NFL fan like ooh and ah. But I'm like, this is beautiful football. We are just marching right down the field, punching you in the mouth. Like, if you're not like, if you're not going to stop us, I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing. And that's exactly what happened last night. And whenever we did, so we ran it on first and second down, and maybe it was like a third and seven, third and eight. When we did throw it, it was effective. I mean, it it was just beautiful. I don't want to just stick on the Rams. But, like, it's hard not to feel somewhat confident, and that's probably poised perfectly to break my freaking heart on Sunday. But, like, it's hard not to feel a little bit at ease of what to expect on Sunday. I know we're in Tampa. I'd rather play a beat-up Tampa team in 75 degrees than a healthy, hot Green Bay team in negative 5 degrees. Like, i just, I just rather. So, who do you think – between those three three best friends, Shanahan, uh, LaFleur, and McVay, who do you think would win in a wrestling match? Mm. McVay's kind of squirrely. So I feel you like think he, 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 he looks like a guy that would like lather up in oil so you couldn't, yeah, couldn't squeeze and he, him. I feel like he would be, I don't know, he just always like, He's on crack, dude. He's always just so boing, 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 boing like off the walls. Uh, Shanahan's just, he's cool, dude. Like, he almost like, if you took Cliff Kingsbury's eyes and put them on Shanahan 
it would make so much more sense because it always looks like Kingsbury's just stoned out of his mind. You know, Shanahan's got the flat bill, like just yeah, looks totally like looks San Fran. Yeah, like I'm gonna have to go with Lafleur. He looks mean. He looks like he's feisty. So but I feel like it. So Shanahan never tries, and then. McVay goes for the ankles and gets curb stomped. So I, I feel like if it was tournament style, like not battle royale, if it was oh, tournament not style, okay, one on one. If it was tournament style and like say, say first up is McVay versus Shanahan, so Lafleur has basically a first round bye. I feel like while McVay and Shanahan are fighting or wrestling, that Lafleur, such a good looking dude he would probably just like leave and go bang Shanahan and McVay's wives. True or not true. LaFleur's the best looking coach out of, out of the three, right? Good jawline. I mean, good beard. I mean, he doesn't really have a beard, but it's like that. It's not a lot of facial hair, but it's just enough to where it's like, dang, that yeah, dude's a good, that, he, he's got it going on. I know, like the beard that's like, yeah, I know what a 10 millimeter branch is. Yep. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, McVeigh is also Shanahan's, they're all handsome dudes. They are. Right. Very handsome. And so, uh, I don't know what happened to Zach Taylor. He's kind of like the fat kid that just be got skinny later on in life but he still just had that fat baby face so like he came from that same tree as those guys right um he's like the kid in high school that stunk at basketball and then you get out of college and you you do a pickup game at your old high school like you know four years later and they're somehow good now you oh, know what i mean like it's it's like you, what are you why, taking why shots you at this, me dude why weren't are you, you taking good shots at me school? Drake, I think you got worse. I'm saying like somebody gets no. better. You better pick me up with the volleyball line. I'm pulling. All right, everybody. That'll do it for this episode. Um, we will see you guys on Friday. Hope your quarterback doesn't tear their ACL.